Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's business soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Today, we are branding, not just any brand, but Amazon brand development. And we've called upon Isaac Coleman, who's done more than 12 million bucks in revenue and is the co-founder of what's called Real Coaching. This is the real deal. This is the company that takes you by the hand and walks you through your own Amazon brand. We're going to learn how to create core business fundamentals to grow and scale your business profitably. So pull up a chair, sit on down. We're about to serve up some Amazon brand with the developer himself and the branding coach, Isaac Coleman, right here on Business Soup, where business comes for business. Isaac, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. Thanks for having me, John. Isaac, you are a self-proclaimed real Amazon expert. What does that mean? Well, I don't really call myself an expert. I think other people kind of say that for me. But uh, essentially what that means is I've been brand developing brands and businesses on Amazon since 2013 with the concept that you're not just trying to force a product to sell well. You're actually building out a business plan with multiple products. And um, we were talking a little bit before the show, I mentioned that you might have your real big winners and then you might have some stragglers. But if you're opening a restaurant, you're going to have your hit dishes and you're going to have your not so hit dishes. So it's just kind of like that. But overall, if you have a good strategy, you have a good plan and you put the execution in place, you can actually make this business work. And, And that's where we've helped thousands of sellers actually do this as well. But since 2013, that's what I've been doing. When you say you're an Amazon brand developer in my world, in the horse and cattle business, I know what a brand is is, but my brand kind of hurts. What is an Amazon brand? What does that mean? It's actually not too dissimilar. So I grew up in the Midwest as well and know about ranching and cattle and livestock and stuff. So Oh, there's nothing like that smell of a brand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Burnt hair and skin. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we're talking Uh, about Amazon brand and developing a brand within Amazon. What does that mean? It's basically putting your stamp on a group of products that appeal to a subset of kind of an ideal client. We call it ideal client, but it's really just a target customer base who has similar interests about something. So like, for example, if you're talking about horse and livestock kind of brand, you could actually have a brand for people that are interested in ranching and horses and livestock and cattle. And, you know, you'd put your brand on it. So it may be John's cattle ranching brand or whatever, you know. It's the feed, the supplements, the vitamins, the tools that would be used in that area. If I am familiar with which I am, I could create an Amazon sales page on those products that I'm familiar with, find them and brand them under Amazon and create my own website or my own Amazon channel. Correct. Yeah. It's just like anybody doing a retail store or another type of brand. So you actually create the brand as if it existed in the world already. And then you just happen to use Amazon as the sales channel. So it's like if you were selling on shelves at Walmart or whatever, but Amazon just happens to be the easiest way to kind of get started for most people because it doesn't require a minimum order quantity of like a million units to sell in all the stores across Walmart in in the United States or something like that. You can pretty much start with a thousand or 2000 units, private label your products, brand them with your own brand and sell them through Amazon. You know, you can sell it on your website and stuff, but what we really focus on is not worrying so much about that because Amazon has such a great traffic channel for us to just kind of tap into that as long as we know exactly what we're doing and and do the research right, we can promote our products individually for the search terms. So if somebody types in branding iron or whatever, you know, on Amazon, you're popping up on page one of those search results for your branding iron. Now, obviously that would have to be a custom product because it's going to have different logos for every time you do a brand, but um, it'd be something similar to that. It would be, you know, just kind of functional products, ideally 
that don't have to be changed too much, but can be private labeled. And that's, you know, something that's not patented. That's what you were looking for. Well, as I often talk about in just an earlier episode of Serving a Business, I was talking about you don't have to actually reinvent the wheel is one of my favorite mantras. You just have to know how to put a spoke in it, make it turn easier, faster, smoother. And you'll find, as I did, that with each spoke that you put in, you find, well, I can put another one in there. Amazon is the wheel. I mean, it's out there. It is the mother of all distribution outlets. How do I go about and pick the products? There's so many people out there that say you can sell anything. How do I start this? It kind of pretty much starts exactly how you started it, right? So I have an interest in ranching. And ideally, it would be not just a product range that you would have in mind. You'd have like an activity or something that sparks you. So like you can see behind me, John, I have a bunch of musical stuff. So I have a musical accessories brand. That makes sense because it's what I'm truly interested in. You know, a lot of people are interested in like travel or cooking or parenting and, and fi figuring out ways to make their lives easier as parents. So they kind of fall into these things because that's what they know and what they're good at. So then they basically just try to find products that they either bought and just didn't work out as well as they wanted to and they want to fix something about that or products that they currently use and or looking to solve a problem in their life. And I, I say that this is probably the easiest way to do it is think about things that frustrate you on a daily basis. And that's probably what you would want to sell because it's easier to think about things that you dislike in your life than it is for things to like because everybody's like, oh, I don't have any real good hobbies. Like I don't play music. I don't cook. I don't you know do this stuff. But it's like, well, what do you do? And what when you do that stuff, what kind of bothers you? You know, when I drive, I need to listen to music because I hate traffic. I can't stand traffic. So I need music. So I have to play something. So like for my Toyota Corolla that I drive, it didn't have Bluetooth built in because I bought it like five years ago. So I had to get a Bluetooth thing adapted right. to my radio. Right. From so that's Amazon. a product. Exactly. I bought it on Amazon. So that's a product that, you know, is out there that solved a problem for me. Now, I'm not saying I would go out and sell those products, but it's, it's absolutely something that if you look throughout your daily life, you can find problems. And that's actually how Richard Branson started Virgin Airlines is because he wasn't happy with the service on other airlines. And I think he actually got kicked off a flight. So he's like, fine, I'll just <laughs> buy my own airplane and start my own company. So it's exactly what he did. So I think it's a really good idea to just think about things that if you can't think of things you like, think of things that bother you in your daily life. And you'll find a few things and you find products around that pretty quickly. We're talking with Isaac Coleman. We're talking about Amazon brand developing and how to pick the right product. If you got a widget, gadget, a gadget, or a hobby, that's a place to start. Mine's horses and cattle. You may not want to be my neighbor after a rainy day, but it smells like money to me. You are now teaching people. One of my pet peeves out there, all the people that are saying, hey, look at me. I've got all of this. You can have it too. Just send me a couple thousand dollars and you too can be an Amazon retailer if you go through my course and you'll have a business. And there are those like in the gold rush days that were the visionaries, those that bought the gold pan and went out there to dig up the gold and, and make their riches. And then there were those who sold the tools, the gold pans to the gold panners. They are the ones that made the money. How do I know that you're the one that is going to help me create my business? And, and how do I work with you? If I pick up the phone and say, hey, Isaac, I want you to help me. What is it that you're going to do for me to help me create my Amazon brand? The first thing I would say is don't just trust anybody out there. You're going to have to get to know them a little bit. So we do have a podcast ourselves that we let people listen to to get a kind of an idea of what the business is like. It's called the Sprint to Profit for Amazon Sellers podcast. That's all free. So well, that's we don't a mouthful. Say that one again, because that's a lot of words. Sprint to Profit for Amazon Sellers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
we wanted to be very specific because it could be spread to profit for anything, but we had to put it in the sub niche of for Amazon sellers. It could be applied for a lot of other business, but specifically related to Amazon. So the idea here is that we want you to have an idea of what the actual business takes before you ever invest money, right? You have to have some kind of good concepts. Me and my business partner, Kirsty, we don't like that internet marketing, scammy, hypey kind of stuff. We actually call our company Real Coaching because we want to actually be real. We have real people in our company. We have real people in our members. We have real coaching. We have real businesses. And we want real freedom for everybody. We don't want you to pay us endlessly for coaching or training. What we want you to do is actually figure out how to do this, run the business better yourself. And yes, probably you're going to need somebody to help you kind of guide you through that system and through that process. But at the end of the day, you should be a good business person. We want you to fundamentally know how to actually run the business on your own to be successful. So that way you can actually achieve what we call true life freedom. When it comes to Amazon, they are the behemoth, the elephant, the gorilla. They're everything in the room. And they have a very particular way that they do business. And that way can change daily. How do I know how to follow those rules so I don't get kicked out? Yeah, so most of the rules are based on U.S. state laws or, or federal laws. And then some of it's based on their platform policies, right? So they have terms of service that people they're constantly worried about. But you actually mentioned to me that if you were afraid of getting on a bowl, you would have never done it and you'd never have made it in rodeo, right? So there's all these people that have the fear of what Amazon could do to them to kick them off their platform. But in reality, if you're running a legitimate business, not trying to essentially manipulate what's going on and and hack what Amazon is trying to do, reverse engineer to gain, you know, an extreme competitive advantage or something like that, you have no reason to actually be afraid of Amazon because Amazon loves third-party sellers. In fact, they get more of their revenue online from third-party sellers like us than they actually make from their own products like the Echoes and the Kindles and Fire Sticks and stuff out there. We actually provide them with more of their revenue and profit than they actually get from their own products. So they really do like third-party sellers. It's just you have to do things that aren't manipulative. And if you're not being a manipulative seller, and that's what we talk about, we don't want to talk about, you know, hey, you you could absolutely go out there and post a bunch of fake reviews on your own stuff. We don't talk about that. We don't train people to do that. We want people to do things legitimately because in the long run, that's how you have a sustainable business. If you try to manipulate stuff and hack stuff, Amazon is going to kick you off. And that's where people are like saying, oh, there's there's all these things out there that you're going to get caught for. Yeah, you'll get caught for it if you're doing those things. So stop doing those things and you'll be fine overall. When you talk about hacking the system and going outside of Amazon, do they allow you to put in your website or does everything have to go through them? Yeah, so that's that's the one thing is they, they own the customers. They don't even give you the shipping addresses anymore unless you're doing it via, you know, fulfilling it from yourself. So they call that fulfilled by merchant. Um, so if you're selling directly on their sales channel and sending inventory into their warehouses, they don't really give you too much. They don't give you the email. They'll give you the Amazon marketplace email that's like decoded and stuff so that you can't email them directly. <laughs> Uh, but you can essentially still market and post market to them. So you can ask them for a review after the sale of the product and stuff like that. So you can kind of do some post-purchase email sequence to make sure that you can connect with the customer. You can also put some of the stuff in your packaging or, or you know, on the packaging and, and just have an engagement with them to drive them to wherever you want to drive them. Now, we don't focus too much on driving off Amazon because for the last seven years, we've specifically focused on Amazon very successfully. And the whole point is that if you do what you know works. And instead of trying to grow your own million dollar Shopify store or million dollar website, which can take years and years and years and tons of investment, 
You just tap into Amazon and literally with five to 10 products, if you do it right and know the right strategies, you can have a million dollar revenue business, which should generate you about 50 to $100,000 in income easily in a year. So that way you can have that business probably in two or three years with five to 10 products. Now that's not going to work for everybody. Those aren't specific claims that I can make. Everybody's going to do things differently. But if you just do break down the numbers and say, okay, look, I've got a product selling 25 units a day and I do that five times and they're selling at $20. Essentially, you just do the math there and you can figure out how long it's going to take you to get to a million dollars. And it's not that long, to be honest with you. You just have to do things right. And I'm not talking about products that sell 500 units a day, 20, 25, 30 units a day. Those are kind of the products that we target and the brands that we try to develop. With that strategy, I was going to ask you, what are those 10 products that I can make $50,000 of? That sounds like a, a no-brainer, but you have to develop your own marketing. And whenever you go to Amazon, there's always those sponsored ads. I type in pants, like Wrangler pants. And all of a sudden, here are all these other ads that are sponsored. How do I get that? They have that built in. So it's an Amazon ad platform they call sponsored products. They also have a couple other ones called sponsored brands and sponsored display ads, which those are more like if you are trying to focus on just kind of being everywhere. And some of them actually go off Amazon to like Facebook and Google and stuff. But the sponsored products is built right into Amazon and specifically allows you to place your product onto those keywords. So keywords are what you search. So the search term of Wrangler jeans or whatever, I can specifically say, I want to bid my brand of jeans. So John's jeans to Wrangler's jeans. It could be the same Wrangler jeans, but I could be trying to undercut what is coming up or make a special offer. Could I make a special offer? If you buy this, you, know, uh, you get this coupon or you get this resource. Yeah. So that's a couple different strategies. That's uh, more what we call retail arbitrage or wholesale bundling. So you can do both of those things. We don't actually do that because we like to do our own brands, but that exact same strategy of, yes, you can bid on ads for your retail arbitrage. The better decision on those types of products, if you're reselling Wrangler jeans, for example, is just to have a lower price because they're going to get ranking for those search terms anyway. Wrangler jeans is going to be number one for Wrangler jeans, right? Sure. Because they're the most bought. All you got to do is resell that product at probably a slightly lower price than everybody else and you can sell that. So if you go out and buy a bunch of discounted jeans, brand new, and you can put them on the, the listing, you can actually, what they call, resell that on Amazon for a little bit of profit. But you do have to be price-heavy competitive on that, which drives your profit margins way down to like three or 4% versus what we talk about of 25, 30, 35%. All right. So I contact you as the Amazon brand developer. And I say, Isaac, help me take what I'm doing here at my company at Business Soup. Let's get down to my company. I have companies where they have great software applications and services. Is Amazon the place to market those? And how would I do that? Yes. Yeah, so you can do digital media. You can do all that kind of stuff. It's probably more of a sales channel. It's where you would actually have people enter their billing information and stuff. Whereas you'd probably create a sales funnel for that off of Amazon based on a website or what they call a landing page. So you'd have a big website with all the information about whatever you're trying to sell. Like if you're selling, you know, the John's Biz Soup, seven steps to a great business, you know, digital media or whatever, you'd actually put that on a, a different funnel. You could end up using Amazon as the sales channel, but you probably wouldn't be getting ranking for something like that because you would have to drive off Amazon ads to that. Now, okay. there might be a way to do that in the sense that if you are essentially selling a book and you were going into business entrepreneurship strategy or whatever, you could find that subcategory on Amazon, try to rank for that and try to organically get sales on Amazon as well. That is a strategy. 
We don't deal, again, we deal with physical products, not necessarily digital media or even printed media, but that is exactly what you can do. And a lot of people have done. I mean, in fact, that's how Amazon started was through books, right? That's so right. Um, they're, they're big on media. It's just one of those things that unless you are very creative and know how to do that stuff and write good books, you're probably not going to be that successful at it because books are a dime a dozen these days, unfortunately, and, and everybody wants to be an expert. But at the same time, it's not that easy to just go out there and write a hit book. It's a lot more easy to find a product that people use every day, go out there, create your own brand with those products in there, and then just sell that brand to people because people are actually using it. And it doesn't matter if you're the world's greatest at it. You just have to be the best value, the best competitive product with the best marketing on Amazon. And it doesn't take much to actually do that in a lot of categories on Amazon. Well, let's get back to specializing in the areas that we are talking about. You are an avid bicyclist, cyclist. So there's a passion. How do you take that passion to profit? You love to ride bikes. You buy products that enhance your cycling experience and safety and such. So you decide, you know what? I want to start selling the stuff that I'm buying. I call you up and say, Isaac, I want to build this website and I want to sell cycling equipment and, and stuff. How do I establish relationships to be able to resell somebody else's product and not have to go out and buy a hundred ten thousand dollar bikes? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing, obviously, we talk about is looking at the accessories because you don't probably want to sell bikes because your budget would have to be thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands, maybe $100,000 to sell actual bikes for the cost of goods and everything like that. So you look at the things that you would buy to ride a bike. You know, you got your bike helmets, you got maybe mounts for your phone, you got bike locks, you got lights, you got all this other stuff, right? So all those those products, you, you get a list of ideas. What we say is we, we call this product ideation, where we just come up with a brain dump of all the things that you could possibly use for that kind of cycling gear, accessories, all that stuff. So you put that all on a list. And then what we do is we actually go through each product on Amazon and do research on them. And we put them into a spreadsheet we call a product analyzer Bible. And it essentially spits out all this information based on, you know, putting in about eight target data points into the spreadsheet. And then it basically tells us, hey, can you afford to sell this product reasonably with the cost that you have for your budget? Can you actually make profit on it? Will it actually give you monthly cash flow? Will it do all this stuff, right? So we analyze this stuff very strategically. It's not just a look at the profit margins and look at the ROI. Most people don't even look at ROI. Most people only look at profit margins. We look at even launch costs, marketing costs, ongoing advertising costs. And we try to build that in even before we choose what products we're going to sell. So that way we have a pretty good idea. Now, these are just forecasted estimates, but they're pretty well based on reality because we've been doing this for so long. We know kind of how the numbers work. And when people see that kind of stuff, when they actually see a strategic planning worksheet that says these products work and these ones don't, well, it stops them and, and reduces the risk that they have from making big mistakes. And we've seen this show has been produced by Market Domination to LLC. Mistakes, 60, to discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, now, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. So they spent all their money. And just essentially the cash flow dried up. So you can't run a business with no cash. And that's what we got to try to help people figure out before they even make those mistakes. And so that's why we always say it's all about strategic planning the business, not just picking products and throwing them up and kind of hoping and praying that they work. So with your program that you do is I call you up and say, Isaac, I want to build a brand. I want to build a storefront, an Amazon storefront. And I am an avid cyclist playing off of what you like to do. And I, I say, this is what I want to build. I can count on you to say, well, these are the things that, such as the accessories. 
all right, so now I've picked the product. How do I get people to pick my product and market myself? Is there a strategy in the Amazon world that says I have to spend my money here in order to get noticed and get people to buy my product? We focus it in two areas, which a lot of people in marketing understand this, but traffic, which is people coming to your listing, and then conversion, which is people buying. So you have to have a good level of both. You can't just throw a bunch of people onto your listing and, and drive a bunch of traffic through ads and whatever, and then they not buy. Because then what's the point? You just spent all this money to drive them there and to show them exactly what your product is, and they don't like it. So you have to make sure, first, you're sending the right people there. And also on the flip side, you have the right messaging on your actual listing. So what we always say is think about the problems that person has before they're buying that. So for example, I literally just bought a cycling hoodie, like a ski mask almost for specifically cycling, because it's now dropping below 40 degrees in the morning here when I go cycling, which when you're going about 15, 20 miles an hour on a bike, that's freezing cold on your face. So I actually had to buy this. So the problem that I have is that I don't want my face to be freezing while I'm riding my bike. So if I go on Amazon and I start to look around at things that are talking about, you know, ski mask, keeping your face warm, if they specifically say, this is great for bike rides at temperatures of 20 to 50 degrees and will keep you warm. That's going to sell me, right? Like they're, right. they're specifically speaking to my problem. And that's the kind of stuff that we tell people to talk about is talk about the actual problems people have and focus on the benefits you're going to provide. So one of the products I actually sell is because uh, I sell automotive accessories. I sell an ice scraper. And the very first thing I sell to people about an ice scraper is the problem I'm trying to help them solve is stop freezing your butt off, right? So that is actually the first thing I say on my listing is stop freezing your butt off. Get this thing scraped quicker because you're not going to have to go over it a bunch of times. You're not going to have to like bash it or throw hot water on it or whatever you got to do. This thing will actually scrape your windshield faster than most because it's actually a good scraper. So I say, instead of talking about the foam material or the plastic you know, blade or whatever, I talk about stop freezing your butt off. So this is the kind of marketing we always talk about is solve their problems with your words and they will actually buy from you. So that's the conversion side. And then from there, you send those ads from those search terms directly at your listing and you have both traffic and conversion and you solve that problem for them. Well, the easiest sale is the one that is solve a problem and they'll buy it. With my audience, that's what they're looking for. Is they're looking for a product that, all right, does this solve my problem in the restaurant? Whatever it might be. I have a lot of restaurateurs that listen. And solve a problem don't tell me I'm going to make a fortune off of this, that I'm going to, in 30 days, I'm going to be able to quit my job because I'm going to be making $100,000 a month. No, solve a problem. I'll buy the product. And if it makes me money scraping windows, you know, there's a business opportunity in the neighborhood for the kids, send them out scraping windows, but solve the problem, make it an easy fulfillment. Amazon has mastered that when that one click make it easy. Don't torture me to buy it. Make it easy. Free shipping helps too. Yeah. So there's kind of, I have two analogies for that. So it's kind of like a car salesman, right? When somebody comes on the lot, they're there to buy a car, right? That's what they're there for. Their, their right. problem is they, they have a crappy car or whatever they want to replace it. So you don't need to run out there and like, hey, hey, look at this car. Hey, look at this car. You just need to say, hey, what are you looking for? What kind of things do you need? Are you looking for economic car, a family car, whatever? You just ask them about that and unfortunately on Amazon, you just have to kind of know that beforehand from either kind of surveying other competitors' reviews or knowing the audience. That's why we say, hopefully you're interested in it so that way you know it. 
Um, but you would just kind of have those answers for them right there on the listing and that'll solve their problems. And another analogy I want to use is what I call the story of free beer. And uh, <laughs> story of free beer goes like this. You can have a sign on the sidewalk that says free beer inside, like literally just come inside. I'll give you a free beer. But the problem is, is that not everybody there is, you know, walking by or driving by has the time to come in and actually get free beer, right? So like they might have to go to work or they're just going to pick up their kids or whatever. So they don't have time to come in and have a free beer. So the problem with that marketing is that it's in the wrong place. So a lot of people want to try to use Facebook ads or Google or YouTube to try to sell on Amazon. But because they're already on Amazon, they're already there to buy when they're on Google, Facebook and other places, they're in the wrong place. So you're trying, you're trying and trying and hoping and praying that some of these people will come over. But on Amazon, that would be like putting the bar right on top of the bar, a sign that says free beer. You're going to convert a lot more people inside the bar to get a free beer than you are by putting a sign outside the bar. So it really determines your success of where you're putting your message and where you're putting your visibility for your products. So if you're selling on Amazon, you definitely want to be advertising on Amazon. And that outside message is probably not going to convert nearly as well. And it could be a waste of your time and effort and money because people aren't just looking to get free beer anywhere. Free beer. Well, that's a marketing thing. So getting back to starting a a business on Amazon, the first step is always the hardest. And recapping what we've discussed here, that is to pick something. And the easiest thing is a passion. It's easy to sell a passion because people will believe you when you are passionate. Like you are passionate about helping customers or helping people that call you establishing an Amazon brand. Sell your passion and market the solution to what solves the problem within your passion. And mine being in the horses and cattle, yours is in bicycles. It could be anything. And I'm sure what you find is that once you've made the commitment to start selling perhaps those 10 bicycle accessories, you're going to find that there are other things that fall into place. Hey, do you have shoes? Well, hadn't thought about that. Or the, or the clips to keep your feet nailed to the pedals. So, Sounds painful, but yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some of us prefer it that way. So it just grows. And your advice is stay away from those millionaire pitches where saying, send me money. Yeah. And, and just to give people kind of a clear expectation, I mean, we actually take people through a process of, of 90 days when we work with people when they're first starting out. And essentially, by the end of the 90 day, our goal for you is to have a product and start developing it, not to have it selling on Amazon. So even within the first three months, you're probably not going to make any money on Amazon because you actually need to get this done right. You need to plan it properly. You need to pick products properly. You need to get this product developed and sourced from a factory properly. And that takes time. So it's not like, hey, in three months, you're going to be making $100,000. I can almost guarantee you that's not the case. A lot of people will say, oh, in three months, I got to $100,000 on sales on Amazon. They were probably pre-existing sellers that then just started another brand, had yeah. the entire, everything, the, the supply chain lined up. They knew exactly how to start it. And yeah, I actually, when I developed a brand on Amazon, I got to about $100,000 in three months time. Now, not per month, but $100,000 in three months for a product on Amazon. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go out there and say, oh, yeah, anybody can do it. I knew what I was doing. I had the supply chain. I knew the marketing techniques. I knew exactly what I was going to do. So don't listen to people who say that you can do that, too. Listen to people who say it might take you a year to get to $100,000 a month. It might take you two years. But when you do, you'll do it right. And that will actually be more rewarding. And you'll scale at the right pace. So that way you can actually afford it and not go broke or go in debt or take out loans and, and just have a miserable life and not pay yourself along the way. Well, we don't want anybody drowning in the longest river in the world, and that's the Amazon. <laughs> exactly. 
For those of you who'd like more information, you can get all of this information along with the transcripts and the links to Isaac and his company through the one source in business, and that's bizsoup.com, where business comes for business. Isaac, I want to thank you for being on this serving. This has been all about the Amazon brand development with Isaac Coleman, who is the real Amazon expert. I hope you'll come back and join us again where we dive deeper into the product selection and margins of profit and everything here on Business Soup. Isaac, thanks for being on this serving of Business Soup. Thank you very much, John. Thanks for having me. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.